The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The hot take BS, we bring you bets, we bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it, please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is. You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here with us on the BetQL Network. Every game here, Game 7. No hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets, and we bring you sports. We're coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by our pals over at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern. YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, Twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and for the people watching us on YouTube and Twitch, it is a phenomenal football Friday. And on Phenomenal Football Fridays, we take your favorite football bets for the weekend. So if you're in the YouTube stream, in the Twitch uh, stream, you know the drill by now on these Fridays. Tell us what your favorite bet is. Type it into the chat on YouTube and Twitch. Your favorite football bet for Super Wild Card Weekend. I, you could you could do even do the Eagles and the Bucks on Monday night if you want, because we're not going to do a social segment coming up on Monday. So any of the six games on Super Wild Card Weekend, a side, a total, a prop, a teaser, a parlay, a same-game parlay, whatever it is, tell us your favorite football bet for the weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend. Our executive producer, Alex Fasano, will be combing through all of it in the YouTube and the Twitch chats. And we will read all your bets later in the show. We'll shout you out, and we'll tell you whether or not we uh, we agree with the bet, for whatever that's worth. So YouTube and Twitch, tell us what your favorite football bets are for Super Wild Card Weekend. We will read them on the air, coming up later in the show. Also heard on radio stations nationwide, including Satellite Radio, Sirius 160, XM 205. As Ken and I bring you the wagertainment, we're talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people over at BetMGM. We want you to download that BetMGM app and visit that website, BetMGM.com. And do so, please, on this F3. Three words that all start with the letter F. Phenomenal Football Friday. January 12th in the year of our Lord, 2024. The show's on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper. He's on X. Our guy's tripping and raving on X at Lockie Lockerson. And on this Phenomenal Football Friday, we're going to bring you five phenomenal guests. Four of those five phenomenal guests are regulars on the show. 
our friend Sam Paniatovic, who I'm pretty sure is in the Dominican Republic right now. I could have that wrong. He's at some tropical locale, like on vacation. We'll be doing the spot with us, I believe, from his vacation. Sam Paniatovic will join us on the show, Football Bets for the weekend. So, too, with Football Bets, will be Evan Silva from Establish the Run. Brad Evans, our friend from Live on the Line, our stadium teammate. Matt Moore will join us to start the Power Hour from the Action Network and the Buckets podcast. Matt will talk tonight's slate in the NBA. We'll talk Joel Embiid, NBA MVP, I'm sure. All the comings and goings in the association betting on the NBA. So four of the five phenomenal guests, regulars here on You Better You Bet. One of those wonderful, phenomenal guests will be making his You Better You Bet debut today. And how amazing is this? Now, assuming that the travel works out here and that like the plane lands on time and he's able like to get off the airplane. So we'll be maybe a little helter skelter here with the logistics. So we're hoping this is able to work out. Kevin Harlan, you better you bet legends. And obviously, you know, a lot of shows kind of like fawn over Kevin Harlan, right? Because he's amazing and has been amazing for a long time. We talk about him a lot on the show. We play his clips constantly. Kevin Harlan will be on the national radio call coming up tomorrow night of the Chiefs and the Dolphins. <laughs> Hope he brought a down jacket. Uh, so Kevin Harlan is slated to join us later this hour, which if you listen to You Better You Bet, you know this will be a treat for Ken and myself to get to talk to the great Kevin Harlan. So five phenomenal guests coming up today on this Phenomenal Football Friday edition of You Better You Bet. Plus, fresh off, giving us Michigan to win the national championship. Not just last week, not just two weeks ago, prior to the national semifinal and the national title game, but for the whole damn season. Fresh off of giving us Michigan, our guy Ken Barkley has the Super Bowl winner parameters. We will talk teams that are most likely to win the Hoist the Lombardi Trophy coming up on the second Sunday in February. That is coming up later this hour here on the show. Ken and I will also roll through the superlative markets over at our show sponsor, BetMGM. Player to lead the NFL postseason in passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards. Always fun markets to discuss and bet. We'll roll through all of those as we move along. Power Hour, Final Hour, Best Bets coming up for the weekend, which of course will feature... uh, Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. We'll hold all the props for tomorrow and Sunday and then Monday, so no prop king coming up today, but we'll run through the six games on the show uh, in the Power Hour later today. We'll also give you our bets for tonight and a fun slate in the NBA and then you know, a two-game kind of crappy slate in the, uh, in the National Hockey League, but we'll discuss it. Locked and loaded here. Phenomenal Football Friday. Ton going on in the world of sports. Ken Barkley, how's it going? Good, and we got some clarity, I think, on uh, on some of the coaching markets we were talking about yesterday, too. Some of these... Uh, openings are starting to be filled and names are starting to be announced. Like the, uh, you know, the, the most obvious one was Gerard Mayo being announced as <laughs> it was announced as the coach of the Patriots that he'll be the new coach of the Patriots. And then even after we got off the air yesterday, you know, Ian Rappaport goes on, you know, whatever total access or something. And is like, yeah, actually this is like codified into like contract law that this has actually been set for a while that he's going to oh, be the so new coach was... of the Patriots. So it was a cold take by me, Ken, when I said on the Power Hour yesterday that I felt like Mike Vrabel was going to be like, like, I literally, that take lasted like 20 minutes before it got new. I was really confident, too. That's one of the coldest uh, takes of all time. That's like, that's like Arrowhead uh, Saturday night cold take for me. Right. Yeah. They they put out a trial balloon and, uh, and it turned out to just actually just be the coach. That's actually what it was. So, yeah. So Gerard Mayo will be the coach of the Patriots. And it looks like we're getting really, 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 really close to a formal announcement that Kalen DeBoer will be the new coach of Alabama, uh, which is pretty crazy. Washington's coach, for people who don't follow college football, I took him to the title game, obviously, against Michigan. 
I don't think ha- really has a connection to Alabama, but kind of seems like the best guy who would say yes. Uh, they clearly asked Lanning and he said no. And they asked Norvell and he said no. And he stayed at Florida State. He's going to make about $180 million in the next 10 years. Uh, it coaches, this is like one of the great opportunities, I think. If you're a good coach, just get get your dollars up a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, Alabama's poking around. Maybe we redo that contract a little bit. Maybe we get those get those annual figures up. So Landing said no. Norvell said no. He's staying. Uh, and then Sark said no. And he's going to stay at Texas with Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning and everybody and probably be a big circus next year. Uh, so DeBoer's kind of like the only guy left kind of in that situation who like makes sense. And uh, it looks like he's going to be the coach of Alabama. And then it's kind of like, what does Washington do next? Um, so p- pretty interesting. So the <laughs> Saban and Belichick gone. Belichick not really retired, but like not the Patriots coach. Saban retired. He's kind of like best friends, best, maybe best NFL coach, best college coach ever. And I think we know who the replacement. So from, we go from Belichick and Saban to Mayo and DeBoer. <laughs> it's not, not quite the tandem necessarily, but uh, obviously a ton of upside and, and, you know, so those markets are obviously closed. Can't bet on that anymore. And looks like we have a new coach of Alabama and new coach of the Patriots. The more, more iconic duo, Belichick and Saban or Mayo and DeBoer. Like Mayo and right. DeBoer are, are, like, are like Seinfeld supporting characters, right? Joe Mayo, was DeBoer a Seinfeld yes. character? I feel like he was at some point. Yeah, or if, if DeBoer wasn't, like, you know, he came up with a bunch of different names that fill that spot. Yeah, I just, it's uh, it's crazy. Like, the, the two mainstays are out and, and here's Gerard Mayo and Kalen DeBoer. And that's not even... I think it's supposed to be like insulting toward them, and especially DeBoer, who's like who's literally won everywhere, has like won or gone to the title game or won the title at every single stop. That's a it's a pretty good track record if you're Alabama. And if you're the Patriots, I think it's just like this was kind of like the hand-picked guy for a while, and this is gonna be the next guy and sort of a Belichick guy. Uh the team obviously drafted him and he played linebacker there for a long time. So I, that makes sense too. But a totally like the paths to get to these two guys for the two uh, franchises or franchise in the school, respectively, totally different. So let me let me ask you this because I did uh, I did Boston radio this morning, WEEI Odyssey yeah. Station in uh, in Boston, and it was I I think they were like a little jazzed by it. And look, obviously, like I think everyone's like it's time for Belichick. Like it was time for Belichick to go. Yeah. Also, he's like everyone knows he's the best coach ever. He had the greatest like quarter century run ever. But look, this uh, everything, all good things come to an end, right? So I think they were kind of cool with it, and we were kind of. I I think I went on maybe like a half an hour after like not like the official announcement when the Patriots tweeted it, but like when Schefter and Rappaport tweeted, it's like yeah, Gerard Mayo is going to be the next head coach. We know he's going to be the head coach, and we're talking about you know the Patriots have the third pick in the draft. So I'm going to like invent invent a scenario a little bit here, Ken, and kind of like what you think New England's win total might be next season in a stacked AFC East if like the following happens. I think right. this is probably like the most likely outcome to happen here for New England's offseason. I'm willing to be wrong. I think I'm going to be right. I don't know if you're New England, how you bring back Mac Jones next season as the starting quarterback. Like, I don't know how you sell that to the fans. I think Bill O'Brien's probably got to go. I think like the offense is basically got to be torn down and then and then built back up. So let's say, you know, and we'll just play it out according to how everyone's talked about this for months, that uh, whether it's the Bears or another team picking number one overall, Caleb Williams goes first. The Washington Commanders will pick second. Let's say that they select North Carolina quarterback Drake May. That would mean with the third pick, the Patriots would have their selection of whatever quarterback they would like to take. Let's just say... It's Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner from LSU. Let's also say that the Patriots throw a bag at T. Higgins, right? Or like 
a, a good wide receiver, let's just say it's T. Higgins, just for, for the scenario here, maybe draft another receiver also to pair with like Pop Douglas and Higgins for the young quarterback, Mayo obviously a defensive coach. What do you think the Patriots' win total would be next year if they roll into next year with a rookie starting quarterback in that division with a brand new head coach moving on from Bill Belichick? Well, we did this a little bit yesterday because I brought it up and I said, are they going to have the lowest win total in the league next year with like kind of kind of this setup? And I was kind of like, all right, them or Carolina, them or Washington, all the teams that we're talking about, they're going to take quarterbacks basically, uh, or took their quarterback already. And he's terrible. And we don't know who their coach is going to be like Carolina and small. Um, and yeah, and small and and maybe not particularly good. And well, and maybe that has a terrible offensive line and no receivers. The uh and the difference which you bring up obviously is that the Patriots play in a much tougher division. They'll be much less likely to win all six of those games. Rodgers back for the Jets. The Dolphins will be really good again. The Bills will be really good again. Um, so I, I think it, I mean, and you could give them a different rookie quarterback, it wouldn't matter. I don't think signing T Higgins matters actually either. And I know you brought that up just because it's fun to think about, but like whether they sign him or not, I think the win total is actually exactly the same. And whether they draft a receiver or not, I think it's exactly the same. It's just, it's Gerard Mayo and we do the coach quarterback pairings in the off season. Like this is how we found the saints win total under. It was like my favorite bet of the off season. And it won uh, is you just look at like coach and quarterback and the number in the market and they should kind of make sense. Okay. Uh, like Gerard Mayo, and Jaden Daniels is fine, whatever. McCarthy, I don't even know who, like, who's the, there's like one other quarterback I feel like I'm missing that's not Penix. May and Caleb Williams, but yeah, but like, I don't think that's where he's going. So, like, he's older too. I don't I think, think that's, like, I think those um, are, I think those yeah. are like the top, like, considered to be the top five, right? Caleb, yeah. May, Jaden Daniels, Penix, and McCarthy. Right. So I, I think, uh, yeah, like, Bo Nix, no. So I don't, I, I guess I'm not missing anybody. I thought there was like one other name that I was like, has like an outside shot. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, any of the quarterbacks, if if, uh, if they took Caleb Williams, let's say like trade up to number one, like, oh man, like we we got to go get like the next Tom Brady and they go trade for Caleb. Like it wouldn't matter. Gerard Mayo, rookie quarterback in the division, four and a half, five, five and a half, maybe something like that. Um, and I mean, it's like, oh, like what would you bet? I, I don't know. I mean, I just... I think that's right. I think they would be appropriately rated as terrible. Uh, there's, we have no track record of this coach and Gerard Mayo could end up being a great coach for the Patriots. have no idea what he's going to be. Could end up being awesome and, and kind of deserves the benefit of the doubt for at least a, a year and, and a few games to see what's going on. So it could overachieve, but the expectation should be like, here's a coach with no track record and here's a rookie quarterback. And you're going to be a dog in basically every single game that you play. So when that happens, uh, think slightly better than Arizona would be like a really good projection for this year. And that's, you know, five, five and a half probably makes a lot of sense. I, I, I guess they could open it more than that. I just don't know why that would be the case. And I don't know who would want the over. And that, like there's because it's, you know, like Belichick, Tomlin, these coaches that were around for a long. It's always just like. Oh, well, you know, they can figure it out and, you know, they're going to get to seven or eight way like this is going to happen. And that's gone now. There's that you can't argue that anymore. The guy's not there anymore. So it's all you have left is no players and a rookie quarterback and an impossible schedule. Yeah, like, I don't know. Five, five makes sense. I'll give you a quick betting take on DeBoer. We can do more on this over the course of the show with the way that like you and other people like I really respect that like no college football. I've talked about him. The way like the, he had them ready to play against Texas, obviously in the Sugar Bowl, they win that game. And look, like I, if Penix plays well in the national championship game, like maybe Washington wins the game, and he's like national champion, Kalen DeBoer. Like maybe Bama's not like a top four team this season. Maybe they are. Just like I, 
I, I'm very much looking forward to betting on them in the expanded college football playoff next year with Ka- sure. with Kalen DeBoer. So I'm already like have that earmarked as bets I'm excited to make like in 10 or 11 months from now. I can't wait for it. Yeah, just it'd just be interesting. Like Saban, like the Saban era is over, which is that you win by recruiting. You win by recruiting better than everybody else's. That era is done. Now you have to win by both recruiting really well and signing players and getting them to come play for you. Is he going to be good at that? I have no idea. And like the guy who's going to be the best at that is going to win these titles or at least make the playoff every single year. Maybe that's him. He's a great coach. Um, I'm just not sure like in this era who the best guy is going to be. Maybe it's landing in him. Maybe it's somebody else. I got to tell you, I enjoyed the hell out of this opening segment. A lot more than I a lot more than I enjoyed the Knicks game last night against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, on the other side, Ken Barkley going to tell you who the most likely Super Bowl champions are here on a phenomenal football Friday. Purdy operating out of the gun. Every play on this drive has been a run until this throw. And it's Devo Samuel. Touchdown, San Francisco. Brock Purdy. Perfect. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Well, we know that that, uh, that highlight was not from Christmas night. It says Brock Purdy, perfect. That would not be from the Ravens game, but listen, Brock Purdy had a great season. The great eye and eagle on the call. Did I mention that we have uh, Kevin Harlan scheduled to join us coming up in 20 minutes? I hope that this can happen. Kevin is like in transit to Kansas City to call the game tomorrow night with the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I hope this happens. It would be absolutely sensational. I believe, I believe he did Suns Lakers last night, if I'm not mistaken, because uh, I, I had I heard a, he told an anecdote on whatever the last game he called is. I think it was that one last night, and that uh, I like never. I never knew. I don't. It's it's not something I would bring up in the interview because it's like so. It's like really really bizarre. Like what he is has it? a he has a he has a peanut allergy, like a really okay. bad one. And he told this story about That's being in scary, Weebelos, man. That's which scary, is like, dude. Which is so he he was in like Cub Scouts, like the first year of Cub Scouts, and he was on like a trip with his like troop to watch the St. Louis Cardinals play a baseball game and ate Cracker Jacks, not knowing there were peanuts in them, and like I basically was like didn't totally explain the physics of what happened but implied it was like crazy and uh, reggie who always does the game with him now was basically just like i never knew that like that's crazy and or no it wasn't that he never knew that he didn't know that story but he brought it up because he's like i've seen you when you have peanuts and it's like scary it's like crazy like they spent like 20 minutes on it on the game it was actually fascinating that that, that stuff is like truly scary yeah. when someone has an allergy like that allergy like they stuff. eat something unknowingly yeah. like um i think and obviously the most famous um incident that's ever occurred and like in that in that in that vein and like the history of the world is pierce brosnan and mrs doubtfire with the uh with the shrimp with the cayenne pepper yeah it's a good example help is on the way dear years old now you ever just like quote you just quote movies sometimes i do this all the time and i just go uh, nobody gets that anymore that's from like 40 oh, years man. ago <laughs> that's okay. that's I, a... I can't tell you like does does that could that movie make you cry the end of the movie. No, nah, I'm I'm like a crier in movies a lot. Uh, that one, that was just like, that one didn't do it as much as like some of the other ones. I, I think was I cried I like saw... the first time I saw it when I was like 10. I think I cried when I saw it. Like I at the end with him I and his did. kids. Yeah, no, I mean like it's, like it's, you know, uh, pulls at the heartstrings. But I, yeah, it's just, it's, it's some of them are... Sometimes the the movies that I think are going to get me to cry, like they don't. And then like uh, 
yeah, Green Bay, you've seen like uh, Coco, like the Pixar movie. I didn't go into that thinking anything. And like the last 30 minutes, I'm just sobbing my eyes out down here in the downstairs. Like, oh my God. Like what's, and I, so I went to go see uh, Iron Claw on Wednesday and uh, which is like a, uh, like a film about like a re- wrestling family. Nick knows the entire a, story, but for people who don't, it's know, about the, yeah. the Von Erichs, like a wrestling tragedy, a family in the end, yeah. and one of one of the brothers, Kevin, like left left the industry, and it's like and like right. basically like broke the cycle of this family. It's a terrible story right. of what happens to yeah. that family. So it's 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 the movie is about the relationship between like the dad who's overbearing and the four brothers and like the tragedies that befall them. And I had heard that 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 like some of the scenes in that movie, I was like I'm, I was going in just like hold on for dear life like i'm definitely i'm gonna lose it at some point during this movie didn't really happen that was not just just wasn't that just wasn't that kind of like i mean i guess it was that kind of movie but it wasn't you didn't get that scene that was just like oh my god like i'm gonna lose it just didn't happen pretty good movie though like I, it was not a 10 out of 10 but i would recommend people go see it and for people that like the texas tornado uh is probably the most right. famous most one famous because he was one. in wwf yeah the, the yeah. texas uh, carry von eric uh who, he, he died very young, unfortunately, like a lot of this. It's, it, all, a lot of that is really sad. Uh, anyway, uh, help is on the way, dear. Always makes me laugh. Uh, but then, I don't know how we got onto that. Anyway, yeah. um, uh, we the Super Bowl winner in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I cried when I was like 10 when I saw that movie. I think I was like in tears at the end of the movie. I remember yeah. New Year's Eve, we saw it in 1993. So I was like, I was 10, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's official, by the way. Not officially official, but Pete Thamel of ESPN reporting that Kalen DeBoer is going to be the next head coach at uh, at Alabama. Um, I kind of gave like a half baked betting take, which is like, hey, I'm going to bet this game and bet this team in games I don't know about yet in ten months. Uh, <laughs> any quick thoughts here, and then we can talk. Super, we can talk about super. Yeah, here's here's my actionable information: bet Alabama in a game where we don't know who like who's playing on their team and who the opponent is right. in ten months. It's going to be great. Is. Right. Uh, yeah. Any thoughts on DeBoer for you? And if not, we can just uh, we can go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, why don't we, why don't we do Super Bowl? I'll just uh, when we get around to next summer and talk about like what teams are going to be good. I, it just the playoff era is going to be really interesting. It'd be totally different. It's going to be we're going to have a much more of a conversation about that, like we will about the NCAA basketball tournament coming up in you know a month and a half, two months. Just about like when so many teams are allowed in. Crazy stuff's going to happen sometimes. College football hasn't has never had a system like that. We there haven't been enough teams in and enough games to have crazy things. The champion has always been incredibly predictable. Uh, that'll probably stop happening. Also, the tra- the way the transfer portal works, like we could talk about that too. I think some teams are going to play playoff games with guys out, with guys like in the portal, which is going to be pretty nuts. And they probably need to fix that, and it'll probably happen the first year. Oh God, that's like I'm getting like Ajuna just thinking about that. Or maybe it's the chili I had before the show. It was delicious, mm. by the way. Uh, all right, so Ken Barkley, fresh off, uh, like a literal three plus months of telling people on the show that Michigan was the most like not not like they were guaranteed to win, but the most likely team to win the national championship. And then they won the national championship. So Ken, let's try and apply. When I say let's, I mean you. Like you try to apply, please, for us. <laughs> uh, being honest, uh, the most likely team to win. Like, hey, buddy, let's do this together, or yeah. or you do it. Uh, most likely team to win the Super Bowl this year. It, sure. what, what I can provide is the Super Bowl market, courtesy of our friends at BetMGM. Niners, the favorite, plus two twenty-five. Ravens, plus three twenty-five. Be like, oh well, Baltimore beat them. Well, if they play to get in the Super Bowl and everyone's healthy, San Francisco will be favored. Uh, Buffalo also, plus six fifty. Like Baltimore's AFC championship opponent is going to be Buffalo or Kansas City, and San Francisco is going to get Dallas or someone even worse, and they're more likely to win. Yeah. 
Buffalo plus 650, Dallas plus 750, KC 10, Miami 16, Philly 18, Detroit 20, Cleveland 30, Houston and the Rams both at 50. And then we get to like the real, like uh, we start scraping the barrel here. Tampa 66, Green Bay 80, and the Steelers 100. And then and the Steelers one twenty five, which matches the uh the, the gusts of wind mile per hour on Sunday yeah. in Buffalo. That's that was just funny. Like and now we're really scraping the barrel. Tampa. It's like, oh man, <laughs> take balls. that bulls in your face. Uh yeah, so this this one's always tougher than college. College, I, I feel like there is like even like a pretty widely known set of parameters. I see people like tweet like people that do work on this, even like reporters tweet stuff out and I go like, Yeah, that's kinda it. And some other stuff, but like that's really kind of it. And it's like, yeah, it's 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 Michigan, you know, like that's who it is. And it doesn't have they don't have to win, but man, they're the only one that makes sense. And in the NFL, it doesn't quite work that way. Too many teams make the tournament, and uh, we've had some not crazy champions, but just like you know, it wasn't like the team that was the most dominant all season, like it is in college football all the time, where teams get hot. We've had wild card teams go on runs. Nick knows about some of those and go on to win Super Bowls. And just like it, it, it doesn't have to be the dominant team. It doesn't have to be the best team. Even that being said, uh, I, I, I usually use a, a data set that goes back to the 2001 Patriots um, because they were like the, the last completely insane champion where it's like, Okay, well, if they can win any any team every year can win. Like if they can win, that's Especially how kind of unexpected. And when the reason I bring them up is like I kind of start there because also they won because they cheated, and so like did they win? <laughs> so like, do we use them as the profile? So I use every team since then. Uh, it's more than twenty years. It's good enough, and we'll have a crazy champion at some point in the future. Yeah, it could be this year. Yeah, you know who knows? Maybe the Packers will win or something. It is always possible for all teams to win, but just like with Michigan. Don't you kind of want to know who the Michigan is at least? Like, you know, the Washington is interesting too. I kind of like to know who the Michigan is. Um, so I kind of broke the teams into tiers for this. And I'll actually start by just doing like the teams that make absolutely no sense to me who like I would proceed with like their zeros to win the tournament. I think they have a 0% chance. Like I'm proceeding that way. So in the NFC, that's actually, and so I use like a bunch of historical criteria, this season's performance, you know, all kinds of analytics stuff from this year, last few years, like there's a, you know, we don't have time to almost explain the process, but how about this? The process that gave you Michigan. How about that? Uh, in the NFC, the teams I would exclude immediately would be almost all of them. Uh, and this is, and I also want to say, this is not about making a deep run or winning your conference. Any of these teams can do that. Any of them. We've had terrible representatives in the Super Bowl sometimes for one of the conferences. Anybody can do it. Uh, anybody can win two games. That, that's not what we're saying. Win the last game. That's all this is. So don't be like, oh, well, like that means only these teams can win the NFC. Every team can win the NFC. And then they'll lose to somebody in the Super Bowl if they make it and play like Buffalo or Kansas City or whatever. But in terms of winning the Super Bowl, uh, I would kick out Detroit, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, the Rams, and the Packers. I would kick them all out immediately. Uh, to me, they are all zeros. They all are incredibly flawed. If you were to actually rate all 14 teams, aside from like the no-watt Steelers, these are like all the worst, actually. Um, like they're all just terrible. And uh, they all have a ton of red flags. They all have a ton of things that actually make no sense uh, to win the Super Bowl ever uh, in about 50 different ways. They're all completely zeros. So they're out. Uh, that's half the tournament. That's seven of the 14. Then I created a tier called 
insane, but I guess it has to be possible. Uh, and that's the Browns. And it's just, they should be a zero. They make no sense in so many ways. But if I view them as like, if the 2024 Cleveland Browns are actually just the last five weeks with Flacco and that's it, then I, I guess I can't kick them. But also nobody's ever done that before. <laughs> so it's also like would be the first time. That's why I say it's insane. And I don't think I'd ever bet on it, even at long prices. It just it's still, I think, really unlikely to happen. But I can kind of see it happening. They their defense is the best in the tournament. It's and I guess it's close between them and Baltimore, but I, I have them rated as the best defense in the tournament. And so if that's true, and then it's Flacco, but he's only been there for a little bit. It can't be zero, I guess is just the right way to put it. And they could lose to Houston on Saturday. Like, I'm not even saying they're going to win the game. Just they have that ceiling that maybe the other uh, that the other seven teams that I kicked already uh, don't have. Oh, I didn't say in the AFC who the kickouts were. I did all five in the NFC. Houston and Pittsburgh are the two other teams that I kicked out. So in the NFC, Detroit, Philadelphia, Tampa, Rams, Green Bay. That's every team except San Francisco and Dallas. And then in the AFC, Houston and Pittsburgh uh, make no sense whatsoever. Cleveland is... They're floating out there. I don't know. I don't know what they are. Maybe they lose to Houston on Saturday. Um, so that's more than half the field. I think you can kind of like comfortably ignore and Cleveland you just kind of have it in the back of your head. So that leaves us here. You better you bet with Nick and Ken Phenomenal Football Friday with San Fran, Baltimore, Buffalo, Dallas, Kansas City, Miami, and then the insane team, Wacko for Flacco. The Cleveland Browns. All right, so how do we uh, how do we start paring down from here, Ken? Now that we've uh, we've we've trimmed the fat here, the uh, the excess fat, right? So, and what you'll notice is, look, like the odds board kind of has this right, right? Like the, these are the teams rated most likely to win in some ways. That's correct, and uh, that's why Michigan is such a special occurrence when you only have one team and you can just jam them, and it's okay. Uh, that's not going to be the case here, especially because we're at the end of the season, and it, there was never really a point where there was only one team. Uh, there's only one team that fits every single historical criteria, everything, every test you run, they fit it, and they fit it easily, uh, and it's San Francisco. They're the only ones. So they're kind of in their own tier. They're check every box. They're fit comfortably in all tests. They're, that's them. Uh, they're the favorite, but they're also the only one where I can say that that's true. Um, so San Francisco kind of exists in this like first year by themselves. Uh, they would be the team to me that makes the most sense. They're the favorite in the market, but sometimes the favorite in the market doesn't make the most sense. You know, sometimes in all sports, like sometimes the favorite, uh, the Celtics are the favorite to win the NBA title. There will be no point during this entire season where they will make the most sense. They'll actually be, I would have like a half dozen teams more likely to win the title than the Celtics this year. It's just to give you an example of, it doesn't always work like the favorites, the most likely team uh, in the sort of the second tier. So I have two other tiers of teams and it'll contain the other five teams. Um, this, this tier I call, they fit the profile. It's just not a perfect fit. So it's just, you know, they're not San Francisco, basically, but they, if they won, it's kind of like ho-hum historically, they're, you know, they push the boundaries in some ways. They do some things that I don't particularly like for a champion. There are three teams in this tier, and it's Dallas, Buffalo, and Kansas City. Um, Kansas City obviously has problems on offense, which have been well-documented. Buffalo had a lot of issues on defense in the first half of the year. They have a couple other things that are tough to explain, like in a short amount of time, that dock them. Dallas, they're miserable on the road. Uh, I think only two Super Bowl champions the last 30 years have been under 500 on the road. That's them. Um, they got a lot of problems when they don't play at home. So they're, they're fine. They got some problems. And then the last two, Miami and Baltimore, I have them in a tier called I Have Issues. Miami passes every test statistically, but they have no players left. So what do you do with them? If they won the Super Bowl, it would not be an outlier but they have no players left. 
And then Baltimore has plenty of players, and they've been really good. Their problem is probably the one that we have to dig into a little bit more later. I'll just say, like, I am very big on the Ravens not winning. I think that they are not likely to win the Super Bowl based on just the work that I've done. And that's that's kind of like a little bit of a departure, right? At least from the last couple of weeks where we were thinking, like, probably chalk in the Super Bowl. Yeah, like it's of the two big favorites in the conferences, I would view San Francisco as more likely to win their conference or more likely to win the Super Bowl, I should say. What was what was the name of your second tier? They fit the profile. It's just not perfect. I think we can workshop it. We can workshop that one. <laughs> how about, we'll how about this? Job. Ready? How about this one? Ready? Okay. Tier two. Mm. Coming up next. Coming up second next. Class. Hope, hopefully the great Kevin Harlan will join us here on You Better You Bet. Six. He's 12 of 16. Lamb the block. Oh, he's got him. He's got Hill. And they've got a touchdown. Oh, he smoked him. Woo! Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. So that is the voice of the of the great Kevin Harlan. And we got a lot of good stuff coming up on the program. We got to finish. Uh, Ken's thoughts on like most likely Super Bowl champions. We got to talk about why Ken is not necessarily high on the Baltimore Ravens to hoist the Lombardi Trophy on that second Sunday in February. Great guests will join us over the course of the show. We'll bring you our bets for Super Wild Card Weekend, superlative markets at BetMGM, who's going to lead the playoffs in passing, rushing, and receiving yards. That is all coming up as we move along. But let's just let's get to it right now. And longtime listeners and viewers, even like people that have just joined the show this season, I think know like our affection for great play-by-play broadcasters in various sports. We spend a lot of time on the show talking about it. We come back from break playing play-by-play calls. We talk about the broadcasters. We we're in this industry. We're nerds for this stuff. We absolutely love it. And one of our favorites, and I, he's on the line right now, so uh, Kevin, we're not just saying this to blow smoke. We we talk about this stuff a lot. I think this is like a golden age, especially of like pro basketball play-by-play guys, and you are certainly one of them. So this is like a true honor and treat to welcome to the show, making his You Better You Bet debut in Kansas City, where he'll be calling the Chiefs and the Dolphins coming up tomorrow night on Westwood One with our guy Ross Tucker, his daughter uh, Olivia Decker will be on the sidelines as well, is the great... Kevin Harlan, CBS Westwood One and Turner Sports. Kevin, we really appreciate the time. Nick Costos and Ken Barkley here. How's it going? Are you ready for the cold coming up tomorrow night? Hey, uh, Nick, Ken, nice to be on. Thank you for your very kind words. Means a lot coming from you guys, and uh, we are ready to go. I uh, I just I was in L.A. last night doing the Lakers and left, and it was 60 in Los Angeles, and I landed here in Kansas City about a half hour ago, and it's 11. And the wind is blowing at about 35 miles an hour. There's snow and drifting snow, and it's going to get worse. <laughs> it feels like we're on the moon right now, but it's it's uh, it's it's cold, and uh, that is going to be, I think, a pretty significant factor for the game tomorrow. And I think everybody is thinking, well, the Dolphins are coming from Florida. They're not used to this weather. No one is used to this kind of weather. But if anything, it levels maybe the playing field a little bit, and uh, perhaps uh, we're going to see more emphasis on the ground game, although these two quarterbacks can throw. But nonetheless, it's going to be interesting to see how each team deals with very, very severe weather. 
And Kevin, we've obviously, you know, we're a betting show. We've obviously spent a ton of time this week talking about like how the weather will impact the game, kind of just like how you're thinking about it. Like, does that make us want to bet on something, whatever? But I am curious, like we've talked about it from the fan standpoint, like how much would it take for you to go to a game like the negative 25, maybe going to be the wind chill. We've talked about it from the player standpoint, kind of what you're alluding to. How does it affect strategy and what the teams might do from an announcer standpoint? I mean, obviously, like, you know, you're like, you're going to be in it. Like, it's going to be negative 25. You're calling the game. It, will this be the coldest game you've ever been a part of? Like, have you ever been in the elements, you know, like this, whether it's outside or like, you know, it, kind of in a, a football environment doing play by play? You ever had a game that's going to be this kind of bad weather game? I think quite this bad. I've done a couple for CBS and Buffalo that have been pretty, pretty significant. A um, couple games up at Lambeau Field where it was incredibly cold. Um, it's interesting, with Arrowhead, uh, it is the only stadium in the NFL where the radio broadcast booth is enclosed. Um, it, it's one of the the, the only uh, real problem with the stadium is that. Now, as a broadcaster, um, you want to have the windows open. You don't want your voice bouncing back at you. Um, and unfortunately, this is one of the stadiums, for some reason, they enclosed the radio broadcast booth. So from that standpoint, we're going to be fine. You mentioned my daughter on the broadcast. She, she's going to be on the sideline and very, very cold. And uh, NBC is broadcasting us through their Peacock brand. Kaylee Hartung is doing the sideline for NBC. And her and Olivia, my daughter, are, are – friends and she has offered to let her come inside the nbc warming tent on the sidelines so so she may be she may be giving us her reports from inside where there's a little bit of warmth uh, the tickets are not going for a great deal here uh they've been discounted significantly on the secondary market um i i think there is a little bit of uh fatigue quite frankly uh in the area with the chiefs always winning and thinking they'll continue this way. There's been a lot of playoff games, a 15th consecutive home playoff game for the Chiefs. Um, so there's a little bit of fatigue, I think. And if, uh, you know, someone had to flip a coin and say, am I going to go sit out in negative 25-degree weather and be miserable and then have the long way getting out of the parking lot? Or for this one, should I just stay home, maybe sell my tickets, or give them away to some charity or someone that is interested in going and staying home. And I think we're seeing a little bit of that creeping in right now. But uh, needless to say, it's one of the top uh, couple games, I think, in the playoff weekend we got in front of us. Uh, it'll be interesting. You've got the best quarterback statistically in Tungo Vailoa and that exciting number one offense against the Kansas City defense, which is top five. So there's a lot here to play for, clearly, and – and I think both teams will be ready. The, the fans, though, it may it may be a different story. I I said Kevin yesterday on the show seventy five thousand dollars tax free, like in a briefcase, and I would go sit outside <laughs> in the elements coming up for three. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I would need like seventy five thousand dollars. Like I, I want to get a thought like on how you think the game's going to play out on the field. There's the human elements involved here, and look, like I'm sure that Kaylee and Olivia like are going to be fine. Like I don't th- like, but it's going to be like minus thirty degrees. Like, as a dad, are you almost a little bit like, 
I don't know how I feel about this being outside in the elements. I know you talked about the warming tent. I mean, this could, could be really cold. Like, uh, kind of like as a father, like, kind of how do you feel about that coming up tomorrow night? No, no, you've you've hit it. I've I've thought about it for three and a half hours flying to Kansas City this morning. I I definitely, I'm definitely concerned about her. Um, uh, she was at ESPN for six years on their sideline doing college football. Had some pretty rigorous weather that she dealt with from game to game as they got deeper in the season. Clearly, so she's been out there before. Um, her two sisters, our two other daughters, are here in town and. And they are beginning to supply her with extra gloves and hats and, you know, clothes that will keep her warm. And But uh, all that being said, minus 25 is minus 25. And uh, there's not a lot of ways to keep out all the cold. And she's still got to work a little bit on that sideline, uh, getting injury reports and, and, and offering reports on the game and her observations and everything else. So um, I, I will talk to her thoroughly about this and, We'll probably give her a little bit of slack if she needs to go. She needs to be in that tent maybe a little longer than usual. But I, I yeah. you know, sitting out there in the stands for a city that has seen multiple playoff games, uh, like I, I go back to what I was saying, I, I, I think it's not apathy. That, that's not the right word. There's great excitement. The Arrowhead fan uh, is, is, is rigorous and, 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 and definitely uh, – you know, up for any kind of weather, and they've done it over the years. But uh, at the same time, uh, this is pretty extreme. So I'm just not sure exactly how they're going to respond. I'm, I'm certain there'll be some empty seats. Uh, the diehards will be out there. It'll be loud. It'll be incredibly uh, passionate fan base that'll be represented. It just may not be the numbers that we're normally seeing. And I think a lot of things will be muted, too. Uh, you're wearing gloves, and so you got that thud when you clap. Your, your mouth, your face will probably be covered. That'll, that'll stifle some of the noise a little bit um, as people try to stay warm. Uh, but I, I still think it'll have a very festive atmosphere for sure. Kevin, got like a, a minute, 90 seconds left here. Maybe just a thought, and you kind of alluded to how you see the game playing out already, or at least maybe that the weather can be like a neutralizing element. Maybe, hey, both teams have to deal with this. Maybe that means it's a close game. Maybe that's the running game is prominently involved. The Chiefs are like a reasonable favorite, about a four and a half point favorite. So, you know, they have to win by six, about a touchdown, maybe to cover the point spread. Are are you surprised by that? A lot of people can't go to Kansas City and beat Mahomes. It's like Brady and Joe Burrow, and that's it. And nobody's ever done it besides that. Tua, do you see that for him? 60 to 90 seconds, just maybe a guess about how you see the game playing out. Do you give the Dolphins a fighting chance? Well, nothing. Yeah, I do give the Dolphins a chance. Uh, they, they have, while their record has not shown them with a lot of success on the road against winning teams um, and even struggling at home with winning teams, um, uh, we know they're still a very potent ball club. I do think a different kind of personality and aura surrounds teams once they get to the postseason. The Chiefs, for instance, have been kind of clunky with their, with their offense most of the year. And um, we have seen teams in the past which have shifted uh, once the postseason begins we have seen teams that have gone in uh, maybe staggering a little bit and found their groove and taken that right through to the Super Bowl. Nothing would surprise me about the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And then I would offer that same thing with the Dolphins as well. It's new territory for them, clearly. Uh, you know, just having a, a, to, to be uh, a team that, that was near the top of the AFC most of the season and, and now, you know, having to go on the road in – 
the first week in this wild card weekend. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised by any outcome clearly tomorrow. I, 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 I wouldn't say if the weather were 40 degrees and no precipitation, no wind, probably give a nod to the Chiefs just because they've been down this road before. But I'm not discounting the Dolphins at all. I've, I've seen too many of their games this season, broadcasted too many of their games to know their resilience, even with the defensive injuries. Uh, I think it'll be a low-scoring game, but I think it'll be a very close game. Uh, Kevin, this was, like, absolutely outstanding. We we play your highlights all the time on the show. We're both, like, huge fans of your work. Like, I'm sure, like, you do with, like, a lot of radio spots. I'm sure a lot of people tell you that because you're awesome. So this was, like, a real treat for us. We sincerely appreciate it. Hope you stay warm. Hope Olivia stays warm. Olivia, by the way, does great work with our show sponsor, uh, BetMGM. Stay warm. Have a great call of the game tomorrow night. Enjoy, and hopefully we get to do this again in the future. Thank you very much. I would look forward to that. My privilege to be on with you, Nick and Ken. Thank you so much. Take care and have a wonderful weekend. Got to tell you something. That that guy right there, that guy right there is the epitome of a perfect. He could like, he could hang up the phone and be like, screw those guys. And I'd still be like, this is the best guy of all time. I love it, man. What a And he's not going to do that, obviously. Of course. Too nice of a person to do that. But just uh, like that is so good. We play him all the time on the show. Yeah. You didn't do you didn't do your Harlan oh. impression for him. Maybe we'll do that next time. We're just you know, <laughs> well. Kevin we had Kevin Harlan, Harlan on the, the show, and he's City. doing and right. he's doing the show from Arrowhead, where it's going to be cold. There may be snow and sleet and precipitation. Uh, I, I got to tell you, that was really really sensational. We really appreciate Kevin Harlan joining the show. Hour one done. Hour two for you coming up on the other side. We start hour two football bets for the weekend from our friend Sam Paniatovich. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.